for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boo. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my my lineups, my bank account grow. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? We're kind of alarming and running it deep, even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping. And this spot is popping, yeah, this spot is popping. And woo! This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms, yeah. Sound the alarm, yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to the Halloween special of the Armchair Fantasy Show, episode 290. Uh, we are here, as always, on the Going For Two Live podcast network. We're live every Wednesday, Friday night on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. And, of course, syndicated on all major podcast networks. Uh, if you are on Twitter, we uh, we cannot see your comments in the chat roll, so go find us on YouTube. It's youtube.com backslash going for two live. That way we can see your comments in the chat. Uh, the chat's already live, so then go ahead and get that on screen. Um, all right, fellas, uh, it's our fourth annual. I can't believe we've been doing this for four years now. So uh, let's go around the room really quick and uh, just uh, tell, us, tell us who you are. Gerson, I'm going to go to you first because I think yours is the, the one that needs the most explanation. I don't know about you guys. I'm feeling a little bit dangerous. Go. Got my subway sandwich. <laughs> I mean, we're going to do the rapper, guys. I'm definitely Russell Wilson, you know? Yeah, feeling a little dangerous tonight. Let's ride. Um, let's ride, baby. Let's ride, going for your nation. Let's ride. Good stuff. Uh, all right, Tim, uh, for the audio people out there, tell us who you are, because I'm sure the video people I already am, know. I am, the, I am the angry Packer fan, Jeff. Those are ready. <laughs> nice 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 good stuff uh and obviously if you don't know who i am i'm anakin skywalker you can see the scar over my eye right here um my daughter's going as princess leia so i figured i'd i would be anakin who if you know the you know the story obviously anakin skywalker is princess leia's dad uh, I was going to go as Darth Vader, but Darth Vader costumes are like 100 bucks and plus. So I was like, yeah, I can't afford no Darth Vader costume. So <laughs> we're getting this little robe here, put a scar over my eye, get myself a lightsaber, which I got sitting right here next to me. There you go. And cheap uh, $30 outfit right here. So good stuff. All right, fellas, let's go ahead and jump right into the Weekly Rewind. The Weekly Rewind. 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 All right, one good, one bad, Tim. I'll go to you first. Yeah, Austin Eckler, my lock of the week. I told you, play Austin Eckler, play Austin Eckler. I said he's CMC and his prime at 8,200. That's the amount of target volume he was getting. Obviously, he came through. He got a late touchdown. He basically needed him in, in cash games, or at least I did. Uh, he got me through, though. He got me through. He got me into the cash. And my one bad was Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, fortunately, I think he was a good play. He just got hurt on the first catch, right? Yep. Went out with a concussion, uh, two a concussion. So, uh, yeah, you know, the two a roll had to pull him out. He only got one point. Well, I think it was one point seven points. But like I said, Eckler got me into the cash anyway. So it was a good week. 
Yeah, I dodged that bullet in cash games because I had Amon Ross St. Brown right up until right before the kickoff, and I switched over. I think I switched it to Godwin, uh, and that saved my lineup because if I had Amon Ross St. Brown, I wouldn't have cashed in my cash lineups. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson, what you got for your one good, one bad? I ain't going to tell you, this sandwich is bad. I told the fucking subway guy, make me the best sandwich you can. And then he's fucking <laughs> like, oh, bro, I got you. This sandwich sucks. Just like <laughs> Russell Wilson. Um, then, um, last week, my good was uh, Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Tiger King Burrow. I mean, he killed it. Uh, I talked about it on this show. I talked about it on Sunday show. I mean, just tune in on Sunday show. I keep saying it, but uh, Joe Burrow luckily saved my ass, man. If it wasn't for him, I would have had a really bad week. Um, I played cat game. Um, I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I learned the hard way. Um, my bad were, well, basically. I feel bad for writing the article last week because there was basically three guys I mentioned in that article. Um, Brees Hall, uh, Amara St. Brown, and DK Metcalf. They all went, I don't know. All got ambulance. hurt. They got carried out. Yeah. And that busted my cash game. But yeah, it sucks. But, you know, you win some, you lose some. Yep, definitely. That's right. All right, so my one good, I had a couple really good ones that I picked, some low-owned guys. I had Nick Chubb on there. I had uh, Aaron Jones, who's pretty low-owned. Yep. But I went with Travis Etienne because I played Travis Etienne uh, over some guys that I sh- you know, I could have played in my cash lineup. Um, but I stuck to my guns, played Etienne in my cash lineup, and, of course, he went off, uh, saved my cash lineup. Like I said, I've had Godwin and Tra- Travis Etienne. Uh, Joe Burrows, my quarterback, also helped. So I was able to cash my all my cash lineups. Uh, my one bad was my lock of the week. Uh, Michael Pittman really didn't show up last week. The The Colts didn't look good at all. Matt Ryan, of course, played so badly he got benched for a guy who's ever thrown an NFL pass at all. Uh, so Michael Pittman was my one bad last week. All right, let's get into the quarterbacks. Let's talk quarterbacks. All right, Tim, we'll go to you first. You got uh, two guys here in your elite tier. You're on mute, Tim. Yeah, I do, but I don't want to bury the lead here. Uh, the the real theme of the week, as you just mentioned, right, is uh, Sam Ellinger, right, got to start over Matt Ryan. He'll be at 4K, so he's going to be one of the highest-played uh, quarterbacks, especially since he's so cheap. However, if you want to pay up, particularly in tournaments, um, I really like I – th- I think I'll go with uh, Kyler Murray here. This is probably my favorite game of the week. Uh, I, th- I don't think they'll have quite as much ownership as some of the other games will. Um, I mean, he's playing against Minnesota, right? And, you know, Minnesota's not a particularly great defense. They tend to give up a lot of points, particularly to quarterbacks. He's got great stacking options. So I think this game could, uh, let's see, the Vegas total on this currently is 49. It's come up from 47 and a half. I think this could easily go well over 52, 53 points, in which case you're going to want a lot of exposure. So Kyler's rushing ability gives me a little bit higher uh, upside than I think Kirk Cousins does on the other side. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I have him on my, on my list as well. Um, Gerson, who you got for your elite quarterback? I like that call. Let's ride. Um, no, um, I had uh, I have Jalen Hurt. Uh, Jalen Hurt, he basically performed as, what, the top five quarterback all season. Um, he had one bad game, and it was against the pretty stout defense Cowboys. Um, this defense is not stout at all. It's less than stout. I mean. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers, I think he should have a big game. It is, it is hard to stack him. You have to get creative. But the good thing is the runbacks are cheap. So maybe you can get creative there. If you get it, because we got, there's like three wide receivers, two wide receivers I like in that game that are cheap. 
Yeah. So, um, Dylan Hurts, eighty three hundred. He has a Konami code quarterback. He's coming in at seven percent ownership and twenty six implied, almost twenty seven points implied total. So, and this week, like, oh well, he just typed it. This week is kind of a little different. There's three games, and then you kind of have to figure out a way to be different. But um, give me Jalen Hurts. I think I'm going to be a little bit more overweight on him than other people, but I have to find – I'm really hoping that come Sunday we get more value. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's definitely some possibility of that happening. Um, so y'all took all the elite quarterbacks I had, so I'll go ahead and move myself down into the mid-tier here, and I'm going to talk about a guy that I got a, a bunch of notes on here that I've kind of mentioned a couple times this year. Uh, and that's Jared Goff uh, at home versus Miami. And the at home part is what I really want to stress. Uh, so over the last two years, as a Detroit Lion, his uh, at home uh, points per game is 19.4 on the road, only 11. And the three games this year at home, he's averaging 26 and a half points. Uh, so Jared Goff at home is, is, is a pretty good one. Uh, Miami's 25th DVA versus the pass. They give up the seven most points to quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, it's all set up there for Jared Goff. It's got a high a high game total as well. Uh, both sides should be able to score points. Should be a high scoring game. We could see a very similar game to what we had uh, earlier in the season with Seattle and uh, Detroit. So that's what I'm going with at 5.5 uh, at home versus Miami. He's my mid tier quarterback. All right, so let's go to you. Who do you got for your mid tier? Yeah, uh, I'll talk about the guy on the other side of who I had earlier, uh, Kirk Cousins, right? I don't think he obviously has the rushing ability of Kyler, but uh, I like his stacking options as well. I told you that's my favorite game environment of the week. Um, I think, you know, some of the other games will be more popular. I think a lot of people in that range will be playing, paying for another guy we're going to talk about here in a second who I expect to be chalkier. So I'm going to go with uh, Kirk Cousins. He'll probably be one of my favorite stacks this week. Yeah, and the stacking options is pretty obvious there with the with the guy that you know has pretty been pretty much been balling out all year. Gerson, yeah, this you- one seems great because they're both two of the bottom ten teams in terms of points allowed. Uh, so I think that this game could well overshoot the total. Yeah, agreed. Gerson, who you got in your mid tier? West Ride. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say that every fucking time, dude. He did that at the podium, so I'm gonna do it here. I'm gonna let's ride, guys. Let's get dangerous. Um. Yeah, Tua Tagovailoa. What's up, Nate? Uh, Tua Oh, someone on the screen in the chat said, what's up, <laughs> what's up Nate? Sorry. <laughs> You're not going to hear me swearing a lot. Jeff is, is uh, charging me $10 per swear word now. <laughs> You've already cussed like four times. <laughs> We're only like 10 minutes into the show. <laughs> oh, wow, my bad. Anyways, um, so uh, Tua Tagovailoa, I mean, this guy, when he's healthy, he does well. Um, obviously, if he hadn't died, then yeah. But Jordan Rolla, he is, I believe, sorry, I just had it, uh, 6,200. Mm-hmm. Um, stack him with Tyreek Hill, Waddle, um, Gusecki, I'm going there, man. I'm going there. In this game environment, I mean, this game is going to be awesome. I can't, I'm so excited for it. Miami ranks fourth in passing yards per game, 296 yards. And, of course, that is, like, with Teddy Bridgewater playing, like, half of the game. With what's his name? Uh, Tyler Thompson played like a half a game too, yeah. and then Tua, you know. But what I love the most about this game, this game's in a dome. It's in a dome, so like, this is like a big advantage for fast ass wide receiver. Tim will tell you, turf and grass are two different things, man. You can do so many different things on the grass that you can't do on a turf field, and like you can do scenes on a turf field that you can't do on a grass. But they face the Lions, the team that is ranked thirty-first in pass defense DVOA. 29th in rush defense DVOA, the highest 
uh, implied total, the highest total on the game on the week. So this game has like pretty much written shootout, right? Like just a shootout. And we've seen it before, and I hate that I say this every single time. And the line haven't came came through the last two games, you know. But Miami defense is pretty bad, and their secondary is hurt terrible, bad. Yep. Yep. No Xavier Howard. Is it Howard? Xavier Howard? Yep. Xavier Howard. Yeah. Xavier Howard. They just lost their safety. They, they're sec- they're like down to their third string cornerback. Dude, this defense is bad. So I'm gonna have a lot of Tua, and hopefully, like the game yeah, environment just goes. It goes off. You have to be different because it's, it's expensive. I might not do run back. I might not do run back. Yeah. Here, but, yeah. Yeah. This, this, no, this... I, I will say that you made a good point. I was going to mention that earlier. Xavier Howard may be out for the Dolphins. So, if he does, I like the Lions side a lot better. I think Jared Goff's going to be a lot better play. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I got also uh, Derek Carr. We all have Derek Carr in our, in our mid-tier as well. Uh, Saints, you know, that used to have a, a vaunted uh, secondary, not so much this year, the 20th DVOA versus the pass. Uh, it's also the second highest game total on the slate uh, and only a one and a half point spread. So it should be a close game back and forth. Should be a lot of scoring in this game. Uh, Cars only 5.9. I think he'll be a, a fairly good option there in the mid tier. Hey, I had a one stat that I was pulling up here on Kirk Cousins. So the top five teams in the league in terms of red zone pass rate, Chiefs, Bills, Bucks, Bengals, all not on the slate, and then Vikings. So we always used to think they'd get into the red zone and then run Dalvin Cook. They're continuing to throw even when they get into the red zone now. Yeah, good call. All right, let's move down into the value tier here. And Tim, since you already kind of brought up the the chalky chalk chalk this week, we'll go ahead and let you talk about him. Yeah, Sam Ellinger. So obviously, uh, University of Texas grad, uh, preseason standout, and just the cheapest stone minimum at quarterback at 4,000. They said that they expect his rushing ability to actually give the team a spark, you know, probably looking at a floor of maybe 50, uh, you know, rushing yards or so. I don't expect he's going to put up a lot through the air. I think if he eclipses, you know, even 150, 200 passing yards, that would be, you know, surprising. Uh, But it's really a floor play, right? This is to get you those 12, 14, maybe 15 points you need out of your quarterback so that you can stack literally every other position. And that's the only reason you're playing Ellinger. Yeah, I went back and looked at his college stats just to see what kind of runner he was. And I think he had almost 2,000 yards rushing. He had one season where he had over 600 yards. Uh, so he's definitely a, you know, a, a running quarterback. So they can definitely use him like that. And, and have we ever had a quarterback at this price? I mean, usually DraftKings. The only time I remember it was like a couple years ago, Deshaun Kaiser started a game when he was at Men Price. That was the one time yeah. I and it didn't work out that week either. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, it also, I think it was last year, or maybe two years ago, it was a wide receiver converted quarterback. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. He was, was $4,000 too. Um, but I'm telling you guys, like, this can go really good, or this can go really, really bad. bad. <laughs> That's I mean, 100% true. Either way. But I, I like another guy that I didn't even list him on my list, but him has him underneath. Oh, and you do too, Jeff. Sorry, guys. I've been busy today. It's all good. Yeah, so let me go ahead and go, go to you, Gerson. You want to talk oh, about yeah. him? So it's Malik Willis. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is going to be out. Malik Willis is the ultimate Konami code quarterback as a value, like what, I mean, what you're hoping Sam Ellinger is, is probably Malik Willis floor, you know, or like ceiling, you know, I guess like, I don't know, in between, I just, I'd rather pay a thousand dollars more for a more talented 
quarterback, you know? I think Willis is much more talented. He did fuck up last... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to get a little bell. I'm going to get a bell and just make ding. <laughs> um, he did screw up last... How do you guys see in these glasses? Like, how do you read or do anything in these glasses? <laughs> um, yeah, he did screw up last week on a fumble, but I don't know. We'll see. And they're basically saying that Tannehill is going to be out, Joe, uh, yeah. on the chat row. Yeah. Um, I mean, Willis, and I think he's more safer than Ellinger to me. That's just me, though, because if they're going to run the ball with Taylor, it's going to yeah. be more different. And, I mean, Willis has a freaking arm, dude. Yeah, he does. He has yeah. a cannon. So, yeah. I mean, I can't name all the wide receivers <laughs> in uh, Tennessee, which is Robert Wood, Robert that white Wood. boy, Kyle Phillip, or the, yeah. the Kenny Phillips, Kyle Phillips. And you got uh, um, Westbrook Ikeeny or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, Westbrook Ikeeny. Uh, but he yeah, I, will, I will add one thing there. When Sam Ellinger was named the quarterback, the total for the Colts dropped three points. Yeah. Even with Malik Willis rumored to be starting and getting first team reps, the Vegas total has not really changed. Yeah. That's... So to them, Malik Willis is not a significant downgrade from Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, especially with the way Tannehill. The I know we're we're talking a lot about court value quarterback, but the other thing I was thinking about Malik Willis. Um, this team's just going to run the ball down their throat. And let's say they get to the five-yard line, they can do a play-action rollout to Derrick Henry. Like, no, not a rollout. Like, a, what do you call it, Tim? Like a fake play-action waggle? That Boot- bootleg, yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. Bootleg, yeah. Bootleg and Willis can just run it in, just free. Because obviously they're going to be like, oh, Derrick Henry's getting the ball, right? Absolutely. And, I mean, you can get value that way. Um, I like both quarterbacks, but I think I'd rather go to Willis for the uh, ownership percentage. But that's a GPP, not casting. Yeah, I think also the matchup there too, right? I know Washington's defense not great, but where they are good against is against the run. So if they play the quarterback like a running back and they stop the run, I think Malik Wilson's got the better matchup there with the with the Texans. So I like that. Um, I did have one pivot. Um, you know, he's a, a obviously not a play you want to put in cash games because he's not going to have a ton of passing yards because he's going to be against the number one passing defense in the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but Justin Fields now, it's, I think, has had three straight QB1 games. Uh, you know, if you played a season-long fantasy, QB1's a top 12 QB for that week. Uh, he's got two straight games with 80-plus rushing yards. The Bears are game-planning him to rush the ball more and more. So I think in this game where – it's going to be hard to pass on the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to probably run Justin Fields even more. Uh, and that gives him a nice, solid floor. And if he can rush a touchdown in there, then you can get those points at five points, too. I think he's another good pivot there. Yeah, I like that. Let's try. I think I'd find the 300 for golf, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I definitely have plenty more golf. I just think Fields is sort of the pivot off some of those guys. He'll be sure. much, lower, much lower owned. Yeah. Did somebody say... <laughs> Tight ends? All right. Tight ends. We'll go to you this time first, Gerson. Who you got for your elite tight ends? Hey, dude, I'm not going to lie. The drunker I get, the better this sandwich it takes. <laughs> um, so, uh, tight end, man. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. Tight end was like the most. Uh-oh. Like, ugliest position I looked at this week. I'm like, yeah. oh, my goodness. I don't want to pay up for this, but I guess I got it, right? Um, we got Zach Ertz as my, my favorite tight end this week at top tier. Um, he has a great matchup. Uh, what's their name? Uh, Minnesota Vikings ranked 25th deep in DBP versus tight end. 5,100. We, we finally saw Hopkins back last week. 
I think that yeah. opens up a lot for Earth more than it here. I mean, it's helped both of them. It's like a take two to tango. It helped both of them, you know? Yep. But yep. I love Earth at this price. I'm going to actually target that game quite a bit. Yeah. That's the other game I like. And I like the game environment, like Tim said. And that's why I was like, early on when Tim said Kyler Murray, I'm like, that's bad, you know? I'm on that game. Um, 5,100 Zachary is great DPP. Ownership is up there, too. Um, I believe he is at the, the third highest owned tight end. Yeah. Yeah, he's, pretty, he's at 7% right now. So give me Earth for sure. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, Sam, who do you got in your elite tier? Yeah, uh, TJ Hawkinson, the Hawking Goat. I told you I like the uh, Detroit side there. I like it even more uh, if Xavier Howard does play because that means they'll probably funnel more to Hawkinson over Josh Reynolds. But either way, I think he's a good play. It's a good matchup. He's getting a lot of volume. And as Gerson mentioned, it's just an ugly slate for tight end. So I'm usually going to be looking to stack with my quarter. Yep, I like it. Uh, so my elite tight end uh, is George Kittle at 5.7 playing against the Rams. Uh, we've already heard that Debo Samuel is definitely going to be out. Uh, and then Jennings, who's our slot receiver, might also be out, which opened up more targets in the middle for, for George Kittle. It's a tough matchup. Uh, he struggled in the past against the Rams. But with Debo Samuel being out, I see them using K- uh, Kittle a lot more. Um, and obviously, you know, that offense now has Christian McCaffrey to draw some, you know, some uh, some eyeballs so Kittle can get down the field. He was the tight end one, I believe, last week. Uh, I think he had 98 yards and a touchdown. So I think six catches or seven catches, something like that. Uh, so, yeah, Kittle is back to form. Uh, at 5.7, I think he's too cheap. Uh, to even, even in a tough matchup, I think he's still too cheap. Yeah, in my opinion, I don't think he's probably the only guy that's got that true ceiling this week with uh, Kelsey and Andrews off the slate. Agreed. All right, moving down into the mid-tier here, Tim, who you got? Well, uh, looks like we all kind of have the same guys. Uh, I'm going to go with the theme of the night, which is play the Vikings. I hate to say it, but in the past when I've played Vikings, it's worked out well for me. So I'm going to go back to friend of the show, Irv Smith Jr. at 3,500. He just kind of fits well into builds for me oh, this week. The Green Bay Packer fan wanted to talk about the I Vikings. I know, I told <laughs> you. It helps my soul, but I've won every week that I've played Vikings. Yep. So, like, I got to just push past it. I <laughs> keep looking off the fucking Vikings. Oh, I can't play Packers, that's for damn sure. Anyway, <laughs> Arizona, worst in the league against tight ends. He's 3,500. He's still got good volume, and I think he could have a ceiling week against the party. Good stuff. Gerson, who do you have in your uh, mid-tier? Guys, they call this the upside-down sandwich. <laughs> See that one? Um, no, uh, yeah, I mean, I love the Earth Miss call. Uh, the other guy I like is Pat Fryermuth. I'd say Pat Fryermuth is probably one of the most underrated tight ends in the industry right now. Like, nope. this guy either does, the only thing that starts is he either does good or he does bad. Yeah. There ain't, there ain't no in-between, man. No middle. 15 points. Three point, fifteen point, six point, twelve, twelve. I'm like, all right, cool, I'll take that. But uh, with Kenny Pickett, I mean, that's his uh, safety blanket, right? I mean, last week we saw him; he peppered him with a lot of targets, nine targets. That's what we want. Eight receptions, seventy-five yards. If he would have gotten that touchdown, I guarantee you, he would have been the number one owned tight end this week. Yeah, almost, I'm pretty sure. Thirty-nine hundred against the Philadelphia Eagles. They're gonna have to keep up with with them. And this is one of the guys I will run it back with. 3900 I mean, that's cheaper than the wide receivers they have there, you know? Yep. So, give me Pat Fryermuth in that game environment. He is coming in at the highest, the second highest on tight end at 10%. So, I love, I love 
fire moves this week. Let the moose loose, like we would say. Or what did they say? Moose. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. So I had one of the guy in the mid tier, uh, Tyler Higby. Obviously, he's been. Uh, a target hog all season long coming off his bye week up against San Francisco 49ers at 4.2. It's basically Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. Um, I don't know if the bye week will change anything. I doubt it. Uh, and he's killed us in the past. You know, I think we got a good uh, uh, linebacker that can cover tight ends. But for some reason, Higby just finds a way to get open. Uh, so Higby at 4.2 is is my other mid-tier tight end. Moving down into the value tier, it was ugly down here. I, I had a hard time finding anything really. Oh. Uh, Tim, we'll go to you first there because you got two guys listed in your value tier. I do. Uh, first one is Juwan Johnson. Um, Adam Troutman is expected to be out again. We saw last week against the Cardinals. He got a fair amount of run. It seems like he's kind of behind Troutman on the depth chart, but when he does get to play, he's, he gets the run and he gets a great matchup um, against the Raiders this week. Um, I think he's probably one of my favorite kind of cheaper plays. I like Irv Smith, but if you need a couple hundred dollars and you're looking for a good pivot, uh, Jawan Johnson. We played him earlier in the season when he was like 25, 2800, yep. and then he kind of got, you know, a couple of slow weeks. And then last week, boy, he bounced right back. Yeah, he had a two touchdown game. That'll definitely increase your price for tight end for sure. Go yeah. ahead and talk about your other guy there, too, since we neither one of us have him, and I'll let Gerson he talk was, about He him. was going to be my sick call, Tanner Hudson. Uh, as we know, Daniel Bellinger is out for the Giants, and the Seahawks are basically second, or you know, depending on the metric you're looking at, the worst or second-worst team against tight ends in the league. Um, he is a pure punt play. He's 2,500. I expect that he's probably only going to get you four, six, maybe eight points at most, but if he does fall into the end zone, uh, he, he obviously crushes that value and lets you pay up for literally every other payer on the slate. Uh, so that's the only reason I have him on there. He's sit call worthy, though, because he could get you a zero. Yeah, that's definitely true. And I think he had uh, in relief last week, he had at least three catches or something, I believe. So, yeah, I think he had four points in relief. He's had like six points in relief in another game. So, he, you know, they use him when he's in the game. Good stuff. In, 2000, in 2021, in the preseason, he had 12 points. I mean, take preseason for what you want, but yeah. he got seven targets. Yeah, I mean, when you're paying stone minimum, you're really just using it as a yeah, exactly. And at least we at least we know he's got the pass catching ability. You know that we see that, so it's definitely a, a good call there. Yeah, Gerson, me and you got the same guy there. So go ahead and talk about uh, the one that we have. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I think for three hundred dollars more, rather than getting a pick call with Tanner Hudson, I'm just, I love you, Tim, and like. All right, everybody on this podcast. My brother called me. I was like, "Don't be a dick, dude." Well, you always go to bash Tim's call. I'm like, like <laughs> me, Tim, and Jeff agreed a long time ago. We don't hate each other if we disagree. We still love each other. We still, what is this? Our fifth year in? It's like yeah, yeah fifth year. No, I agree. No, yeah. he's a much better. He's a much better play. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Noah Fant, man, two point eight k. Um, this guy, I've never been like a. Big fan guy. I was actually an Albert O guy. I guess that bit me in the ass, didn't it? <laughs> They've, um, they both suck, fan, apparently. <laughs> finally, yeah. finally breaking out a little bit. Right? Last week, he did have a shitty game. Um, three targets, one reception. But I don't follow the whole, what have you done for me lately? I just follow the research, you know? Uh, EK Metcalf is not playing, guys. He's going to be out. There's no way he's going to play. Which I, I talked, I, well, I didn't talk to him. I looked at many Twitter. Um, uh, doctors, and I know people say Twitter doctors are like fake people. Those guys are educated; they have their degree. All of them have said DK is going to miss like three to four weeks. Yeah, and I would be shocked if he plays. 
But no offense, 2,800. He's coming in at 7% ownership against New York Giants. I'm telling you guys, though, New York Giants defense is a good defense. They're a top 10 defense. I think that defense is surprising people, and there's a reason why they're 6-1, you know? I can't believe I just said that either. I don't um, either. It didn't even sound right. <laughs> yeah. But um, no offense, 2,800 uh, with DK Metcalf being out. I don't know if going to be there, but... I love Lockett this week, but I don't know if I'm how much I'm gonna go to. Like I just told you, the Giants are a good defense, but give me Fant for sure. Yeah, that's gonna be my punt this week. Yeah, yeah, two two point eight is a pretty good price. And the two games before last week, he actually had a couple good uh, games as far as targets and and some decent yardage. So he he definitely has that ability. I think last week it was just we had the the Kenneth Walker show last week. It was just all yeah. about him, and there was just wasn't a need to pass. He was just killing them on the on the run game. So he played more snaps every week. He started off around fifty percent of snaps. Now he's up to seventy three. So yeah, they're definitely so. using him. All right, no house advantage is changing the game. Playing pick 'em style style contest for a shot to win one hundred fifty k. Get the No House Advantage app. Use our promo code GF two to get a deposit match up to twenty five dollars. Bet on up to five player uh, props over under the individual player matchups across every major sports league, including MMA, NASCAR, and PGA. Again, our promo code is GF2. Use it at nohouseadvantage.com or get the app and use our uh, for your first deposit. Uh, you get a match up to 25 bucks. Uh, no House Advantage is not how you play, but where you play. It's time for Running Backs. <laughs> running Backs. <laughs> All right, Tim, let's go to you first here. Give me one of your uh, your elite guys here. Yeah, uh, this is a guy I, I was definitely wrong about coming into the season, but I've continued to play basically every week. And that's Saquon Barkley. Uh, this dude's getting insane volume right now, and he's got basically one of the best matchups you can have against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I've told basically every week come on here and told you to play running backs against the Seahawks. This is not going to be any different. He gets the volume on the ground as well as through the air. He's pretty much one of the only running backs playing over 90% of the snaps, or at least the only one that's on this slate. And he's 8,100, right? I think he's the fourth priced running back. So I think he may even be too cheap at 8,100. I'm going to have a lot of Saquon this week. Yeah, I love Saquon this week as well. And if you watch the Wednesday show, we did our midweek award show, and Saquon Barkley was the unanimous comeback player of the year. Uh, you know, as far as fantasy goes, he probably even in the NFL as well. He's just been he's been uh, amazing this year. Uh, eight point. I don't know. I I I think you got to give a couple votes for Geno, but I agree. I I know a lot of people were saying that Saquon was washed and he'll never be the same again. And yep. They're obviously eating it this year. Definitely are. Definitely are. Uh, so the other guy that I had, um, and I don't like him as much as I like Barkley, but Dalvin Cook coming off the bye week. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, uh, 21st DVOA versus the run. Cook is at 7.6. We expect that game to be a fairly high-scoring game. Um, so I do like Cooks, and he's also a pass-catching back. He doesn't quite do as much as he's been doing it in recent years, but he's still doing a pretty good job of catching those passes out of the backfield. Uh, and he's getting a lot of the volume as well. All right, uh, so to save from doing a double uh, double back-to-back drop here, we're going to give Gerson's drop the, the, the lock of the week sound this week. So this is Gerson's lock of the week here. Who you got, Gerson? Guys, well, obviously it's like King Henry, so I hope everybody figured that one out. <laughs> Mr. Derrick Henry, King Henry, man. 
it's it's time, man. Cold weather season. Last, I think it was on Monday. I went to work. I went to work, and it snowed. I'm like, fuck. Derek Henry's probably running over someone right now. Oh, where's my bell? You know? Bing. <laughs> yeah, my bad dog. Um, <laughs> I better wear a GPP at this pace. <laughs> for, hey, for the listeners out there, I'm not giving Gerson a hard time because he's cussing. I don't mind that. But uh, iTunes gave me a little ding and said if I Apple, don't. Apple, however, does. Yeah, Apple gave us the ding and they will turn us into a rated R podcast, which obviously would hurt our views if we if we get that that rating. So that's why I asked Gerson to tone it down just a uh, little bit. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of ways I looked at the research, man. One of the, one of the best ways is... Uh, Henry has averaged 27 point and a, 27 and a half points per game in wins compared to 14.4 fantasy points per game since 2019 in losses. Um, I think it's safe to say that the Titans are going to win this game. I mean, they're just going to run the ball. And this, and this is why I say this. I mean, Henry has a history of just running all over them. Let's see. And I told, man, early on in our chat, me and Tim, we... He told me, you know, I don't know, man. I'm like, dude, when you're right, you're right. When you're wrong, but you might be wrong, but you might be right. You know, like (laughs) that's the way it it might be that. But when I see this, I think I'm right, dude. 22, here's the last three again. Ready? 22 attempts, 212 yards, two touchdowns. 34, no, yeah, 34 attempts, 250 yards, two touchdowns. 32 attempts, 211 yards, three touchdowns. Those games equal out to 43, 39, 42 points. In those last three games. And guess what, guys? This defense is the absolutely worst against Rush DVOA. And they're apparently worse last than last year. So what what gives, what takes, you know? Derrick Henry had a decline. Last week, I loved the way he looked on the field. When I was watching the Red Zone, I was like, this is the Derrick Henry I know, man. And give me, I just, I, I'm not going to get away from it. He's going to be one of my highest owned players. He is yeah. expensive. I think you're going to get different with him because I think everybody's going to go more in the mid-tier, but I mm-hmm. think I want to pay up for him this week and get a little different. His ownership, hold on, I haven't even looked at his ownership. I haven't even said what's his ownership. Uh, yeah, he's not even, he is one, two, three, four, five, eighth highest owned running back. Mm-hmm. He's not even mm-hmm. top seven. He's coming in at 17% ownership. I'm going to go have a lot of Derrick Henry, 8,400. Um, I think Saquon's owned higher than him, and I think Derrick Henry's a better player than Saquon. All right, good stuff. We got one more elite tier there, Tim. Go ahead and talk about uh, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, uh, this is – so we didn't talk about it as much under quarterback, but I really like this game, uh, the Raiders and Saints. I didn't want to take uh, talk about Gerson's team too much, but – the Raiders are not a great defense, but they have some offense. And this year, the Saints haven't had much of a defense, at least in the past, right? You could at least not run the ball against the Saints, but this year you can run the ball against the Saints too. So I expect this game to go well over the 50-point total. Uh, and in those games, Alvin Kamara traditionally smashes. And it's a great matchup as well because the Raiders, even though they're pretty stingy on the ground, give up a ton of yards to running backs through the air, which perfectly matches his skill set. So. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet this year. I think that changes this week. They keep Taysom Hill on the bench, and Alvin Kamara makes his way into the end zone. Good stuff. Uh, all right, moving down into the mid-tier, uh, one of the guys I have here, and this is contingent on Ezekiel Elliott not playing. I haven't heard if he's officially ruled out yet, but we pretty much assume he's not going to play. He's doubtful, but he's not playing. He's not playing. Sure. So, Did you see the way he got fucking hit, dude? If that knee would have been planned. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm gonna be rich with this with this with this curse jar, man. I'm gonna be rich at the I end know, of this podcast. Okay. <laughs> hey, you might be able to afford your Darth Vader. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, no, if that team would have been planted, he would have been food so Fine. bad. Probably, probably season ending. Yeah, yeah. agreed. So obviously Tony Pollard at six point one versus Chicago. Chicago's defense actually is pretty good against the pass. So I think that the Dallas Cowboys, the way they want to exploit them is run the ball. Uh and Pollard mm-hmm. is gonna get the bulk of the carries. You know, we've been waiting for this for forever, it seems like. You know, Pollard get the bulk of the carries at six point one versus Chicago. Uh he's looked explosive this year. He's had a couple good games, even as the backup to Zeke. Now he's getting the full workload. Uh I see no way that he doesn't smash value this week versus Chicago. Right. I don't care what Dak is telling the media. He is not 100%. We saw it last week against the Lions. Even with another week, they know their best game plan is to run the ball and play defense. That's what they're going to do this week. A little spoiler for the defense segment later. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, all right, Gerson, you got a bunch of guys there in your mid-tier. Pick one of those guys. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't really make up my mind, dude. Like, I was like, dang, this mid-tier stuff. Oh, man. Gerson um, just wrote the whole mid tier. Yeah. Copy paste. <laughs> I ain't copying. You know what? Like I said this before on other shows, but I I ignore what you guys write. Like I like do, like yeah. here's your right side on the left side. I go like this. <laughs> you know, and I, I type in my truck. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, I think what last three weeks, last two weeks, last three weeks, we've been playing Kenneth Walker, right? Um, a ton. Kenneth Walker's been dominating. Um, he's mm-hmm. basically probably the RB1 for a dynasty rookies now, with Brees Hall being out. Yep. This year's rookie yeah. draft class. Um, he's averages 18.5 fantasy points per game. That's running back four over the last 12 games. Uh, over the last... No, no, sorry, the Seattle running back one averages 18.5 fantasy points per game. Running back four over the last 12 games. He's averaging 24.2 fantasy per game since he started. Since he basically got on the workload. Over the last two weeks, 22 and a half K, one and a half targets, 132 yards. Uh, yard per game is six yards per carry, dude. That's incredible, yeah. dude. 23 fantasy points per game. That's elite running back right there. He's played 72% of the team snap. And he's not going to share that stuff with, uh, man, I didn't realize how hard it is to talk square. He's not going to share that <laughs> stuff with, uh, um, what, DJ Dowers? Travis Homer. Yeah. 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 Hey, I had one stat to add to that. Um, So I had this, obviously, I tell you guys every week to get into the thread that I make in the roundtable group. So they have a comparison offensive lines versus defensive lines. So right now, the New York Giants are giving up over four yards before first contact. Wow. Add that to Kenneth Walker's skill set with his ability to break long runs after contact. They're basically spotting him 80 free yards and <laughs> saying, break one of these for a touchdown and you hit your value. Yeah, that's a good that's a good stat right there. Yeah. All right, let's go back to you, Tim. Uh, I want to hear about the guy we haven't talked about yet, but I also want to talk about what you got written there in bold. I do. I'm going to say don't play Eno. That was the easiest decision I've ever seen because there, at least as Gerson is going to talk about, there are a lot of mid-tier plays this week. Do not get distracted by Eno Benjamin. He is not a play, okay? He was a play when he was min-priced, but now that he's 6K, I know he got a couple of short touchdowns last week against the Saints. He is a trap of all trap plays this week. Save $100 and play the correct play, which is Raheem Mostert, a.k.a. the must-start, okay? We told you to play this guy when he was a 49er. 
We know Mike McDaniel brought him in to run his offense. Chase Edmonds sucks. So we know it's Raheem Mostert season. He gets a great matchup against the Lions. Everybody's going to be playing the passing game. He's probably one of my favorite plays on the slate. I don't know how I've built a lot of lineups that have Mostert, Pollard, and Walker. I love Derrick Henry, but that sounds really good to me. Yeah, that's that's. So are you saying he's a Mostert? (laughs) I did. I did indeed. All right, Gerson, you got two more guys there. Pick one of them. Yeah, I'm going to go with the contrarian. Well, the shot guy in that match is going to be Josh Jacob. I mean, like, the guy has been killing it the last couple of weeks, but I, I'm, not being, I'm not just going to be a Raider fan. He's a great player. But one guy I kept looking at, Ramondre Stevenson. I get it. People are going to be like, oh, Damian Harris is bad. Guess what? He didn't do crap in Monday Night Football. Nope. Uh, my brother asked me, dude, how was the workload? I'm like, man, let me check. He got 78% of the workload. I mean, that's running back one status, right, Jeff? Yep. I mean, that's, yeah. And Jeff and I have been high on this guy since the offseason. We knew he was going to break out, and he broke it out in a big way. He has had 20 points game in all the games but one. In the one game he didn't, it was against this cheesehead over here, team, <laughs> um, Green Bay Packers. But, man, no one – all right, take the off these glasses. Sorry, but – I think it's going to continue. And the reason why it's going to continue, because Ramondre Stevenson doesn't rely just on his running ability. He is a pass-catching running back, too. He had eight targets, uh, eight receptions, 50, uh, 59 yards last week. Just eight receptions, it's eight points. Plus yeah. five, that's 11. No, that's 13, sorry. Um, that's 13. <laughs> I think about that. Sorry, guys. Um, I, I, I graduated high school, and that's it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I did graduate high school, I promise. Uh, Jeff, get, make sure you have a GED before you get on the show. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Background checks. <laughs> yeah, but he had 23 points last week. And Chicago, I mean, this matchup is much, much tastier, man. The New York Jets aren't a good run, a run defense. And I think the way that they're going to get difference in this game, they're gonna just going to hand off the ball to Damian Harris, and then pass catch the ball with Tremondre, but Stevenson is just dominating the usage, man. And I don't see it changing. I think, what's his name? Damian Harris is on his way out. We're done with him. And I also do think this is a good way to get contrarian because his ownership is coming at uh, 13%. So I want to get different with him. 6,400 price tag. And you can stack him with the New England Patriots defense, yeah. which we'll talk about later. Yep, good stuff. All right, so value tier, similar to tight end, there just wasn't a ton of value down here. You kind of had a reach to find anything. Uh, Tim, talk about the one value you got listed there that we all have. Yeah, Deontay Foreman. Uh, obviously, we saw Chubba, Chubba Hubbard, Chubba Wumba got rolled out today. Uh, we saw last week he kind of got banged up toward the end, and Deontay Foreman kind of came in and had a couple of long runs against the uh, Bucks defense. It used to be you didn't play running backs against the Saints, and you didn't play running against the Bucks. And this year, both of them have kind of lost that edge. So, And then he gets to come back this week and play against the Atlanta Falcons, as we know, one of the worst defenses in the league. So if somebody's projected for roughly 20 touches at 5,300, I think there's certainly somebody you got to look into. Uh, but all of those really good, strong plays for seven to $1,100 more, it's hard for me to think that I'm going to have a lot of formulas. Yeah, I like that call uh, there. Can I answer this question real quick? Yeah. Uh, for the people that are just listening, uh, there's a gentleman named Joy, Joe 
I'm gonna butcher the crap out of his name. Fugiora? <laughs> Figuro? I think he's Italian or something. But anyways, he asked what is Walker's ownership? Kenneth Walker is 14% ownership right now. Stuff. I think it'll be higher than that. I estimated by the weekend it'll be up near 25%. I think he's really gaining a lot of steam this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Let's ride. So the one guy I had in the value tier just as a as a leverage play, if you're not gonna play for me, he's hundred bucks more. He's in the same game, so you wouldn't play these guys together. But uh Tyler Algier, and this is more of a volume play. The Falcons yeah. run the ball fifty-eight percent of the time, which is the second most in the NFL. <laughs> Uh, he's yeah. not very efficient, but if he's going to get the ball that many times, uh, he, he'll definitely rack some points up. He can score against his defense. Uh, so he's more of just a volume play. Uh, you're not going to have a ceiling with him, but uh, at 5.4, you can use the volume and still get some points. 3% ownership, too. That's the crazy part. Yeah. No. All right, let's get to the receivers. And now, wide receivers. Receivers. All right, Gary, so I'm going to go to you first because me and Tim both have our locks of the week here. So. Jeff and Ewok. <laughs> <laughs> okay, again, the chat row. Dan. <laughs> That's a good one, B League. That's a good one. I like it. I like it. All right, Gary, so what do you got for your, uh, your elites here? Here, And don't take me or Tim's uh, lock of the weeks. <laughs> right? Take the other guy. <laughs> I love how you get to read my half of my sheet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Mr. Uh, Fake-Ass Wide Receiver 1, right? Uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, the Jetty Express will tell you guys why I call him a Fake-Ass Wide Receiver 1, because we played him for like three weeks, and he didn't give us anything, you know? Um, but I think he's back, man. Um, um, I just want to pour a cold one or give a toast to Jamar Chase. Yeah. Thanks for back-to-back 30-point game. You won me a lot of money. If it weren't for you last two weeks, I probably would have lost my ass. But it's acid part of the vocabulary that I can't say. But um, I think you're okay. Anyways, no, Justin Jefferson, man. I mean, he's probably the dynasty wide receiver one. I think with Jefferson, man, it, what, made, what made me get on him was more, I'm going to be different. There's a lot of wide receivers this week. Wide receiver is going to be the one where it's your uh, bread and butter. Yep. Like this week, you're gonna. that's what's going to make or break your your uh what's called your slate or yeah that's what it is right like it's gonna be it's just your whole slate but i love the Kirk cousin stack i'm gonna run it back with him and um the other guy that they're gonna mention right now but give me him for sure um it's pricey though but you are gonna have to find value at what at running back punt tight end and punt defense and there's no offense and then Wait, well, we already ruined it. Washington football defense. Is, what's their name? Is it Washington football team? What are they Commanders. 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 Commandos. <laughs> There's the commandos, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, it's just, oh, man, I can't tell you how hard. I, just go with these guys wide receivers because they're pretty good, too. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and lock, lock it, it in. in. All right, so my lock of the week uh, is uh, Mr. Tyreek Hill. He had uh, 13 targets last week, 15 targets the week before. Uh, I heard a stat, and I forget who said the stat. It was a radio station I was listening to. Uh, and he said, you know, how many or who leads the, the Dolphins all time in the games with 10 catches and 150 yards? It's Tyreek Hill. And he's played, what, like 10 games or six games, seven games? So the history of the, of the Miami Dolphins, 
players with 10 catches and 150 yards, Tyreek Hill has the most already. Uh, at 8.5 versus Detroit, I've already mentioned this game is going to be a higher scoring game. I uh, expect that this game to be pretty highly owned as well. But Tyreek Hill at 8.5 is is my lock of the week. Lock yeah, I just have one thing to add to oh, <laughs> sorry, Tim. I was trying to go to you for your lock. What were you going to say? Yeah, I was just going to say Tyreek Hill is tied with Cooper Cup for the most targets per game in the league at 12.3. He also has a 33% target share. So his usage is just insane. Another guy whose usage was insane in his first week back, DeAndre Hopkins. I could not believe it. Uh, Obviously, if we watched that game last Thursday night, we saw every time Kyler Murray dropped back to throw, he tried to figure out where DeAndre Hopkins was on the field. Just look up, find Nuke, throw him the ball. So you'd think for sure DraftKings would price him over 8000 this week, nope. right? Right? Wrong. He's 7400 It's too cheap. Um, we, we talked about earlier during the running back segment that I expect Josh Jacobs to be very popular this week. I think DeAndre Hopkins, particularly if you're going to play him in the flex or you know similar, is a great pivot in the same price range. He's probably one of my favorite wide receiver plays on the slate other than Tyreek Hill. So when I was looking at this slate, you know, when you do your first look, you're going through everything. I just kept thinking, why is Hopkins so cheap? So whenever that's the case, I just lock that guy in and move to the next spot. Yeah, good stuff. We talked about Nook uh, the, the week before he came back on, uh, on the Wednesday show. And I asked everybody on the show, like, would they play him his first week back? And everyone was like, no, no, we want to see what he does first. And luckily, the three leagues that I own him in, I had to play him. He was like my only receiver. I had lost a bunch of guys, so I had to play him. So I was able to benefit from having him in my lineup. Uh, but, yeah, he he didn't lose a beat at all. There was no rust to knock off. He just jumped in and just did his thing. So uh, definitely a great play there at 7.4. Uh, moving down into the mid-tier here, uh, I'm just going to mention my guy real quick. Uh, I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk uh, at 6.1. We had a, I had a top guy we didn't talk about. Oh, you're right. Sorry. We'll go back, we'll go back to the top Sorry, there. I, I got to talk about Devontae Adams. I would feel remiss if I did not talk about Devontae Adams because the last couple of weeks with Marshawn Lattimore out, the Saints have been absolutely torched by wide receiver ones. Two weeks ago, Jamar Chase broke the slate because there was no Marshawn Lattimore. And this week, he's out again. I think Adams could break the slate. So my my bit of thing on Adam here, yes, I'm dressed up as Sauce Gardner. No. Everybody will be playing Tyreek Hill. He's a great play. A lot of people will be playing Justin Jefferson. He's also a great play. Uh, Gerson, you can tell me what Adam's ownership is, but I can tell you it's not high enough. I think he very well could be the uh, play that breaks the slate this week. And he won't be as high owned, I think, as probably Tyree Kill and some of these other guys. He's yeah. the close highest owned wide receiver. He's at eleven percent. Yeah. When we okay. say twelve, I mean there's gonna be nine, ten other guys that could be making a mistake with the wide receiver that's breaking the um the slate. Hey, I have another thing to add to that. It's in my note, hold on. Because it's an awesome stat. It's called uh Okay, here, I got it. Uh Tim Strobel out of Texas misses Devontae Adam on the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I'm absolutely the Wolverine meme with him on the bed, wishing that I had Devontae Adams back on the Packers. <laughs> Good stuff. It's been rough, man. Aaron Rodgers can make all of these little hints to the media about guys, but he knows in reality he's just missing Devontae. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I did have one more guy on my elite. I'll just mention him. I had A.J. Brown. Obviously, we talked about Jalen Hurts already. Uh, he's a good stack option, 7.7. Gerson, what do you got on that? 
No, I'm saying. Oh, you're just from, you're just dancing. You're just dancing over there. I thought you were raising your hand. <laughs> I'm being dangerous. <laughs> All right, so moving down into the mid tier, like I mentioned already, uh, Brandon Ayuk will be my guy at six point one versus the Rams. We mentioned that Debo's already going to be out. Uh, we've seen Ayuk flash. Uh, you know, when he got the opportunity, I think he had two touchdowns two weeks ago against the Falcons. The Rams defense. Uh, Start off the season pretty bad. They've gotten better over the last couple of games as far as their pass defense goes, but they still have some holes, uh, and I think Ayuk will be able to find and exploit those holes, and at 6.1, I think he's way too cheap. So, yeah, Ayuk will be in a lot of my lineups this week. Tim, let's go to you in your mid-tier. Yeah, I'm going to go with the chalk play, and that's Chris Olave. I think basically everybody's going to play Chris Olave in cash this week. Uh, Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry out again. This guy's been, you know, he got 14 targets last week. Even with Andy Dalton, his target volume and air yards have been insane. I think even with him getting hurt in a game and missing a game, he's still leading the lead in air yards. So just insane volume. Insane. And he gets a great matchup, as I mentioned earlier, against the Raiders. So I don't know that I would play Kamara and Alave in the same cash lineup, but I think both of them are great plays in cash. Good stuff. Gerson, what do you got in your mid-tier? Yeah, man. Um, if I want to pivot away from Tyree Kill, that's a, if, a big if. Um, I'm going to Jalen Waddle from what? 2K cheaper. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 6.7K. These guys have been trading off like, oh, I'm better than you. No, I'm better than you. Nah, yeah, what it means? You know, like, like little, but actually very little too. I think Tyree Kill is like, like five seven shorter than me. Yeah, five seven. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, but Jalen Waddle. At 6.7K, I just want to get different. That's where I'm going. There's really not much to add because we already talked about Tyree Hill. It's the same thing you can add from him to him. Yeah, I like it. I do have a couple more guys in my mid here. I'll just mention really quick. And one of them that kind of stood out to me was uh, Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin. Uh, he got his boy back. Uh, Taylor Heineke looked his way a lot last week. Uh, and Heineke's one of those quarterbacks that really has no fear. He's uh, He's got a, a little bit of Jameis Winston, uh, Fitzpatrick. Nah, he you know. wears the four on his shirt because he's Brett Favre. Yeah. He's like <laughs> less talented Brett Favre, but he's that same gunslinger. Yeah, man. he just slings it, sees his boy uh, Terry. Yeah, exactly. As a second-string quarterback, he might as well just sling it around, and he loves looking Terry's way. So uh, we saw Terry last week have a really good game, and I think against Indy, even though Indy's pass defense is a little tougher than than I would like, uh, at 6K, though, I think he's definitely uh, in play. Uh, and then the Sun God, uh, well, I'll mention him against Miami, uh, 6.9. He's a great comeback candidate uh, for that game. Uh, we mentioned already how high-scoring it is. So those are my other mid-tier guys. I have to disagree there. You can't do a run back with the Sun God. Why with is that? Tyrese and no, you can't put all. You know, you can't put all. You can't put both receivers in there. You can get one oh, or the okay. other. You better be doing like Yusicki and Waddle, and then you may, maybe you can run it back with AS. Oh, man, I, I I'm still bummed out how bad he left that sour taste in our mouth last week. Yeah, but agreed. um, no, I mean it's just tough, man. That yeah. game's pretty tough. Yeah, there's not enough value right now to try to cram in all those guys from that game, so you'd have to pick one or the other. Uh, but I do think he's a decent run back in that game. Yeah, uh, I agree. All right, let's move down into the uh, to the <laughs> value tier here, and I think this is where a lot of our value is, at least you know as far as quantity. Uh, and we'll go to you first, Gerson. Give me one of your value guys. So I'm I'm just gonna keep doing it, man. Every week, man, I'm gonna keep doing. It. I think this is the yeah, third man. week in a row I talked about him, Wondell Robinson, man. Yeah, um, former sit call. 
Yeah, I mean, we went from sick call to just playing him now. Yep. You know, but we went from sick um, call to trade away Kadarius Tony because we like this guy so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and the reason we want to talk about him because his ownership is at seven percent. Um, they traded him away going against Seattle defense that what bottom five pass defense for sure. I mean, seven percent for a guy that's four point seven k. That's pretty contrarian and cheap. I think that's the way I'm going to go different as my value play. Um, this, the funny thing is that all the value plays we're going to probably mention besides one, which is his name, Ryan, with a... Well, I don't want to say that on the show. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it DJ more. But anyway, um, yeah, give me Wondell Robinson. They traded away Tony. I mean, they didn't trade him away. I mean, they, they were like... Packs him in a bag and throw him. Get the fuck out! Of here. Get the heck out of here. <laughs> you know? just cannot. Hey, they got good value for him though. I was kind of impressed because yeah. I mean, a third yeah, and fifth for Darius Tony. I was kind of surprised. I can't pick or not. I mean, it's still a third. Yeah, for they're gonna, use, they're gonna use that trade that that value they got and yeah. trade him for Jerry Judy with the Green Bay package, which they had. You know, but I think Wando Robinson is such an underrated player too. I mean, he he has back-to-back uh, double-digit points. Last week, he had eight targets, six receptions, 50 yards. And I think he got hurt in that game, too. Like, he went out. He went out for a while. He did, because, yeah, I, I played it in he some of my out. lineups, and I was a little nervous. But, yeah, he did go out. Yeah. And I, I, I watched a lot of that game, too, and, and they were, like, manufacturing touches. There was a couple targets that they were trying to get him on screen plays. They were trying to get him on, you know – all kinds of stuff just to get him the ball because he's a, he's that kind of player. I just excited with the ball in his hands. Uh, in that same price range, my value guy. I want to talk about uh, Mr. George Pickens at four point seven. We talked about the expensive stack of the Jalen Hurts. Another and, former sick call. Yes, exactly. We're just putting all the sick calls in the value tier today. Uh, but yeah, so if, if you got a, a stack of the Hurts and AJ a, AJ Brown, Pickens is a cheap option to bring back at four point seven. Uh, and I got an interesting stat here to show just how good this guy's been. He leads the team right now in receiving yards, uh, but he has the fourth most targets on the team, which is a crazy stat to think about. You got the fourth most targets, but you got the most receiving yards. Now, it's a little misleading because he only has one more yard than Deontay Johnson, but he's got Johnson's got 27 more targets. Uh, so we just kind of see his big playability there at 4.7. I think Pickens, Pickens is a good runback option in that game. Tim, what you got for your, uh, your, your value tier here? Yeah, we mentioned DJ Moore. He's pretty much the chalk value play. Um, I mentioned earlier in the show, Xavier Howard, uh, if he does not play for the Miami Dolphins, I really like Josh Reynolds. I feel like as Jared Goff goes this season, so does Josh Reynolds. So if you're looking for a run back option that's not the sun god, you want to save $2,000, I think Josh Reynolds could have a good week, particularly if Howard is out. He does spend most of his time on the outside. Obviously, the sun god plays mostly the slot, so he won't see. Uh, so, like I said, Reynolds will see Howard and not St. Brown. Good stuff. All right, I just mentioned the last few guys that we had there. We got Garrett Wilson at 4.2 as an option, Mac Hollins at 4.5. Uh, any caveat to that, Tim? Is it is it uh, Mac Hollins if if uh, one of those guys don't play? I know Waller's supposed to. He might be yeah, out. Yeah, I think he he should play. Um, I think that you mainly attack the Saints on the outside this year. Uh, so I think that Renfro being back won't matter as much. But if Waller is back, I think that hurts him a little. All right, let's get to defenses. Defense, 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 defense. 
Sorry, Gerson. <laughs> I was afraid you were going to cuss. I had to cut you out real quick. <laughs> uh, no, I did cut you just in here. I just want to talk about uh, Jeff's pick, uh, value play with, with uh, George Pickens. He's coming at 4.6% ownership. Um, but I also said earlier in the show, there's two wide receivers you can run it back with. With that uh, Philadelphia stack. Philadelphia stack. Um, Chase Claypool coming at 3% ownership. So those two guys are two guys that I like. I didn't put Clay, Clay, Claypool, Chase Claypool um, on the cheat because I will never suggest someone to play. Yeah, no, he's Claypool. basically a sick call at this point. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> All right, Tim, let's go to you. What you got for your defense? Yeah, Gerson gave it away earlier. It's the Washington Commanders, 2.6K. They get the I gave it away. You said it earlier. I'll be blinded. No, it's it's the cheap play. I mean, this week, and, and I actually put this on the sheet. If you're playing Sam Ellinger in cash, do not be afraid to also play the Washington Red. Uh, sorry, the Red Commanders defense. Oh, um, <laughs> I know. Cancel me now. No. Um, but if you're paying up in tournaments this week, I mentioned it also earlier in the show. I love, love, love the Cowboys defense at 4K this week. Um, again, if you are in my weekly thread where I post the sicko chart, a.k.a. the defense chart every week, they had to add a whole separate chart off to the side in order to fit in the estimated sack rate of the Dallas Cowboys. So if you look this up in terms of offensive line, defensive line mismatches, the Cowboys are the number one sack team in the league. The Bears give up the most sacks in the league. It's literally a perfect storm. Uh, where the Cowboys defense could absolutely smash the slate. So since Tony Pollard would be popular, pair him with the Cowboys defense. You have the money to save this week at other positions. So pay down at defense and cash, but pay up at defense and tournaments. Good stuff. And just to go back on the Washington Commanders, uh, I think it's hilarious that Gerson can go like two or three years now without saying Redskins, but he can't not cuss on a podcast for like 10 minutes. (laughs) Hey, they're not going to cancel me. They're going to cancel you. That's right. All right, Gerson, you got a couple defenses there that he didn't mention. Go ahead and talk about one of them. So, sorry, guys. Drinking my beer. Um, there's a – everybody wants to be something for Halloween, right? You want to be a pretend quarterback in the NFL, just go buy a Zach Wilson jersey. I guarantee you it'll work. Because this guy, back-to-back, almost like – 110 yards, 121 yards. Dude, Derek Henry rushes for that this week, and he has more yards than him. He has passing, dude. That's sad. It's going to happen. He's going to go off for 240 this week, guys. My, my lock of the week. Um, um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just, I've always hated Zach Wilson. Jeff knows this. I've always bashed on him. But he's going to see ghosts, just like Sam Darnold. And it's going to happen again this week. And I love to, like I said earlier, I want to stack the New England defense with Ramondre Stevenson. And it sucks. They lost Brees Hall, right? So I don't think that offense is going to be all that great. I do like Garrett Wilson as, as like a value play, but I think it's going to be more, you know, he's going to get a one-play touchdown, that's it, maybe. But Zach Wilson, man, he's just horrible. And New England's going to take advantage. And one of the things Bill Belichick is really good at is either bouncing back, from a loss, or just you know, he takes stuff personal, and I think this is the way this game environment is going to go. I think New England wins this game, dude. Don't ever do that again, Bill. Come on, dude. You can't 
take out your starting quarterback and put in Bailey Zappi, like, I mean, the guy, I, the guy, what's the name? Oh. Yeah, and, and then and then they were like, two interceptions, two interceptions. <laughs> like, dude, what are you guys doing, dude? Yeah. But, yeah, I love the New England defense. They're $3,000. Um, that's the reason, the reason I want to say New England defense, because the Washington commanders are $2,500. $500 more. Find it somewhere and pay up. Yeah. Like Get different. It. Yeah, I, I had them on my sheet as well, and I just had Narrative Street. The Pats were embarrassed on national TV. I don't think that they're going to stand for that. They're going to come out angry, and and the Jets are going to pay for it, unfortunately. It's going to be an all-out blitz on Zach Wilson, man. You say he's going to be seeing ghosts, just like Gerson said. Agreed. All right, let's get to our stacks. Goingfor2.com's weekly stack report. All right, Gerson, we'll go to you first. Give us your stack. I actually can't save my full stack into my sick call. Okay. So you were going to hold it? I didn't realize that. We're going to hold it. I didn't realize that. Which I thought for sure he would. So I'll go with my stack next. I gave my stack away all all show long. You know who I'm playing, right? Who's made me money this year? Unfortunately, it's those those Minnesota Vikings. Uh, So I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Big Irv Smith, and bring it back with DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, that's a great stack there. I like that stack. And it's funny that you mentioned earlier in the show, uh, Tim, that you like the Detroit side of, of this game, and that's what I st- end up stacking. I went Jared Goff, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, and then I got Waddle and or Hill. Uh, if, you could, if you could get enough value to get both of them, you could probably do it, but I, I would suggest picking one or the other. Uh, I like Hill better, but obviously he's more expensive. If you want to go Waddle and get some more uh, value in there, you could do that as well. But I think that's yeah, going to be you could throw a... the Hawking Goat in there too. Exactly. Yep, you could definitely do that. So Gerson, you're going to hold. You're going to hold your stack into the sick call. Is that what you want to do? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and get to our sick call. And now the sick call of the week. All right. So I think for the first time all year. All three of us missed on our sick calls last week. Not a good week. You were so close, Jeff. You I, were so close. I had the right team, the right position, but the wrong player. And in, in, in my defense, I didn't know Gus Edwards was going to play last week. I probably would have picked Gus Edwards if I didn't, if I had known that. Uh, Justin Hill, of course, was my sick call last week, and that didn't pan out at all. Um, all right, Gerson. That was a week early on Devin Duvernay, apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, Gerson, go ahead and give us your stack and your sick call all at one here. So I'll give you my sick call of the week first because it's going to go obviously into my stack. Um, there's a guy that got traded for, uh, well, just garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Robbie Anderson, man, uh, $4,000. I think this game environment is going to go crazy. I love this game. Um, and the way you can be different is with Robbie Anderson. Dude, I can't even pull him up on my, yeah, there you go. Found him. 1.8% ownership. Um, if he catches a long yard, long bomb, which he can, and this is his second week with his team, I think he got the playbook down a little bit. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Have you guys ever seen uh, Dennis the Menace? I know with the with the Wayne brothers. Um, Menace to Society. Uh, Menace to Society. Uh, Menace to South Central. Yeah, yeah, Menace, yeah. That's, that's like him. You know, yes. that's him right there when he got traded, but. Dude, Robbie Anderson against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I'm just hoping for a one like sixty yard touchdown. That's all I'm hoping for, right? And he's only four thousand. Um, and I'm gonna stack him with Nuke, Kyler, 
and Justin Jefferson. That's the way I'm going to get cheap. That's the way I'm going to be able to fit that stack. And then obviously play the value running backs and whatnot. I like it. I think they handed Robbie Anderson their playbook, and every play just said, go deep, go deep, go deep, go deep, because that's all he's going to do. (laughs) That's it. All right, Tim, who you got for your sick call? So, yeah, this is a guy I've been holding in one of my deeper leagues all year waiting for his return, and it's finally going to be this week, the return of Van Jefferson. He is stone men price, 3000 as the L.A. Rams. As you guys know, Tanner Hudson, earlier in the show, he was going to be my sick call, uh, but I had to include some uh, airtime for Van Jefferson because – when he played last year, he was playing over 90% of snaps. One of the big reasons Tyler Higby has seen the increase in volume this year has because Van Jefferson has been out. Sean McVay says he expects him to uh, step into a normal workload this week. If he sees anywhere close to 90% of snaps at 3K, he's going to absolutely smash. And he's my favorite way to pay up for Tyreek and Derrick Henry in the same lineup. Nice. I like it. So I had a hard time finding a guy that I like. So I just went to 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 my team and just decided to pick a receiver here because I mentioned already Debo was out. Uh, Jennings. Only Duan- a 49er fan would pick this guy. Yeah, exactly. And this- I don't know, man. I was pretty close to picking him too, but I was like, I got to leave this to Jeff. And I knew there he would do it. That's a good friend. Uh, but it's Ray Ray McLeod. Obviously, if Debo's out, especially if Jawan Jennings out, he moves into the receiver three. Yeah, Debo is out, yeah. Debo's definitely out, and Jennings is questionable. He hasn't practiced all week, so I would expect him to play either. McLeod finally, had, you kind of showed out last week, had a touchdown, 65 yards. He had four catches. Uh, kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't really think him to be even part of the offense. I thought maybe they would put their rookie in there over him, but uh, he is their receiver four typically when everybody's healthy. So I think that he's going to move up in that 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 uh, echelon there where he'll get some targets. And uh, Jimmy G seems to like him in that red zone because not only did he catch that touchdown, but he had another target in the end zone as well that he didn't catch. But uh, I know a couple of years ago we had uh, uh, Kendrick Bourne was kind of that that guy in the in the red zone for Jimmy G. Yeah. I think uh, McLeod's kind of stepped into that role where he looks his way in the in the red zone. So McLeod at uh, Jimmy just threw it up for him and just was like, "Hey Ray Ray, just go get that. Just go get this exactly, <laughs> exactly. It was uh, I think he's at what thirty two hundred. I didn't I didn't put his price down there, but I think he's thirty two hundred. So he's not You're quite right, stone man. Yep. So yeah, Ray McLeod is 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 my uh, sick call of the week. All right, fellas, that wraps up another podcast, another uh, annual uh, Halloween episode. Halloween show. Look at the picture. Ready, guys? One, two. Hey, Tim, you got to look pissed. Got to look. Let me. Got it. Good stuff. Uh, I think it's hilarious that uh, Gerson can finish a 12 pack on the show, but he can't finish a 12 foot sub. <laughs> a 12 inch sub. He's been eating that thing. 12 foot sub would be impressive, actually. Yeah. <laughs> 12 foot would, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. First off, I told this guy, hey man, make me whatever sandwich you want. And this sandwich tasted better and better the drunker I got. I bet. And the best part is, you know, you know, he goes, I'm like, hey, how much is it? He goes, you know what? $5. I'm like, Oh sweet, <laughs> dude! Nice. But hey, shout out to the subway guy. It's a dangerous right. All right, Tim, we'll go to you. I'll go ahead and plug your, uh, your your thread there in the in the Facebook page. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Keto DFS, and of course, jump in the DFS Roundtable group every week. I have an NFL thread with all of your graphs and listener league. Best way to get ready for the week. So hop in. Yeah, I thought it was funny in one of our chat rolls today. Someone say, "Hey Tim, where's that? Uh, where's that chart that you put out every week?" You like just go to the thread, man. It's all there. Yeah, it's all, all in the thread. In the thread. Yeah, I like it. 
I spent like my I spent one of my lunches basically reading that whole thing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's good stuff. Uh, Gerson, what you got, I do man? All the work, gathering all the best info, so you don't have to. Yeah, it's the cheat code. The cheat code. Um, yeah, you can find me on uh, here every Friday, obviously, and then you can find me on the Sunday show with well, whoever shows up um, <laughs> with uh, Zach, uh, Benny, and um, Jamie. Uh, Jamie and myself. Um, hopefully, we get the whole show back on. If not, Jeff is going to host it, I believe. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a good show. Um, this week, you are going to need it because there's three games that you want, and you have to get different. You have to find value. And we see a lot of news that's going to break. Obviously, we're hoping for the biggest news, which is, uh, um, hey, shout out to Megan. Um, uh, we're hoping for, like, Zeke to be out. Because that's the cheat code. Yeah. That's, the, that's like free square. Agreed. But, yeah, find me on there. Find me on GFS Roundtable. But, guys, let's ride. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, I'm going to plug uh, the B-League, his show. He says that I don't plug him enough, so that I'm going to be plugging his show constantly. He actually comes on before us at 830 and oh, does yeah. uh, does pickums for Underdog. Uh, very entertaining show. He actually popped into the chat earlier and called me an Ewok. So, uh, yeah, so definitely check his show out, guys. If you play Underdog, you play Pick'em Style Contest. Uh, he's very entertaining while giving good picks as well. So uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when he goes live. Uh, and then, yeah, Gerson mentioned there's a possibility I'll be hosting the, the Sunday morning show this Sunday. So definitely check that out. Um, Gerson does his DFS thing. And then we got Benny and Jamie coming in to do some of the, the season long stuff, answer all your questions, your sit start stuff, uh, whatever you want. You want to just come in and shoot the shit. We'll be there uh, for an hour. Uh, that's all I got, guys. For Tim, for Gerson, I'm Jeff. We will see you next week and good luck. Let's go.